What's your favourite horror? Do you know what? I'm not totally and utterly um, an absolute horror fan. If I have to say, I'll go with zombies, basically. Zombie films. Uh, oh. Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead. Not seen, not seen it. Not seen it. Definitely, you should check out the zombie movies in a big, big way. 28 Days Later. I mean, Danny Boyle says it's not a zombie film, but it pretty much is. Like, you know, ill people chasing you down streets. I don't want to see some. I don't want to look at zombies. I think psychological thrillers are perhaps more intense for me than horrors. You know, things like, uh, well, I guess Science of the Lambs is a horror, but the psychological thriller aspect is, um, I think, seven. Who, I who wrote that? Intense. Who wrote that? Um, Science of the Lambs. I can't remember the guy actually um, wrote at the top is of it my jo head. Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan Demi uh, directed it, but the actual writer is very well known, and it's terrible that we um, we can't actually remember the name. Isn't it brilliant the introduction to uh, Hannibal? Oh yeah, God yeah, the first one is amazing. That's in a pig farm, isn't it? Oh no, I'm just it's the first time you meet him. Oh, and she goes God. to his cell, and he's stand he's standing there waiting for her. Absolutely incredible! What a brilliant decision to be standing there waiting for her. It's just incredible behind that massive uh, glass. It's crazy. I was just imagine giving that someone's giving you that part, right? You're going to play Hannibal Lecter, David, and uh, there's the there's the dialogue. Uh, over to you. Absolutely, yeah. Like his decision making is just so good, isn't it? The other amazing thing about that is that um, he's hardly in the film. If you break down the duration of how long Hopkins is in Science of the Lambs. It really isn't that long, but because he's so enigmatic in it, as you as you pointed out, you feel he's in the entire movie. But if you watch it, it he really is. I mean, he got the Oscar for it. He co-stars in it, you know, because you only need a certain amount of scenes to be a co-star, you know, supporting role. But he's actually not in it that much, but he just burns it. How many scenes do you need to be? I think um, you... There are people in there, if you Google it, there are people that have done three or four scenes and just managed to get a supporting role. Well, it's like Matthew McConaughey. A lot of people said that he should have got a supporting role in Wolf of Wall Street. And I think he's only in two scenes, maybe even one. It's a long scene and it's key. But there are a lot of people said that he should still have got a, um, a nomination. Right. So you don't have to be in... There's quite a few people that haven't had, you know... They've they've really hardly been in the film at all, but you know it's key. It stood out. Have you ever touched your willy in between your legs like Buffalo Bill? I have never. <laughs> Do you know what? It's bizarre because every time I see it, I always think to myself, I should give it a go. I must have a go. I must actually. That's one thing I haven't ticked off the old bucket list. I've never tried it. It's one of those things that grab me for a few seconds, then it's pushed away. Don't do it on the podcast. I wouldn't dare. I would not do I'd do some kind of rehearsal beforehand. That's the sort of thing I would try out alone. Does it work? Yeah. Um, Have you got... So this this new podcast is evolving, ever-evolving. Have you got any mu movie news you've learnt this week? I have. I've definitely got... Hey! Let's have a mute movie news section. I've always got movie news, Captain. Do not worry about okay. that. Okay. Okay. So at the moment, the structure of this uh, this podcast is waff movie waffle chat yep. for five, ten minutes. Then it's movie news. You haven't got to come with news, but if there's anything you've just gleaned from... Absolutely. From the realms of Hollywood. And then we'll do... Did you watch Mortal Kombat? I certainly did. I sat down. Oh! Scorpion's Revenge. <laughs> I've totally considered that. I was given the challenge. So, 
So then we review, you review the movie that I gave you. And then at the end of the podcast, I'll just do a random movie generator. And if you don't mind watching whatever movie oh, comes no, I'm up. Oh, no, well up for that. Go oh. for it. And then, so it's Waffle Movie News, Movie Review. Yes. And then what's after Movie Review? feels random like. Random Generator or? Yeah, we could do that at the end. It just feels like there's another five minutes we could stuff in. Or a movie tip that perhaps people that isn't on the mainstream, I think it's worth checking out. Yes! Movie tip. Movie waffle. Movie news. Movie review. Absolutely. Movie tip. And random generator. Absolutely. Okay. David Edwards Movie. Movie news. I'll tell you one piece of movie news um, that's very exciting is what is Tom Cruise going to do once Mission Imp- the latest Mission Impossible Part 1 and Part 2 comes to an end. And, Mission Impossible or Top Gun? Uh, Mission Impossible. He's done Top Gun 2. That comes out this week. Maverick is out now in the cinema. But also his next film on, the, on his bill is um, the last part of the Mission Impossible franchise. But how many have they? I thought he's done like 10 of them. Uh, they've done seven. Uh, oh, the, right. the one at the moment is seven part one part two. Oh my god and he's um, starting to talk because he's done press junkets about what he's going to potentially do next at his next film and he's developing with D- doug lyman the chap who directed born identity jumper uh swingers was his first first film that he wants to do the first film in outer space that is going to be his, uh, that's one of the films he's actually developing at the moment and he's actually creating a script with Doug Lyman and also Chris McQuarrie, the guy who wrote Usual Suspects and directs the Mission Impossible films. And it's going to be a movie filmed Hang on out a minute. in space. S- filmed out in space? Out in space, yeah. And he's writing the script. He's not writing the script, but he's developing the script. And Doug, Doug Lyman is potentially going to be directing it. And because um, the Mission Impossible franchise is coming to an end, and he does not, he has no interest in TV crews. And Khan Khan Film Festival, get it right, Khan Film Festival gave him a palm door a week ago in a salute to Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise has very much turned his back on the video streaming universe because um, he believes a movie star belongs on the big screen and he's not going to move over to the small screen. Like Jodie Foster recently has just said yes to being in season four of True Detective. That was announced uh, literally yesterday. Um, and Julia Roberts, she's been in a, um, in a TV series for Amazon, and uh, he's so he's strictly movie. he's strictly a movie dude who you will only see at the cinema. Absolutely, I mean, when people say to him, "What TV shows do you like, Tom?" Now there's prestige dramas. He goes, "I watch no TV shows. I sit in my home cinema and I watch a film every night. Never a TV show, always a film." What do you know about him? What do I know about Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise. I don't know anything, but what's driving Tom? How old is he? Tom Cruise is now, he's just turned 60. And um, he's really not dealing with his, um, he's going over a hump in his age. And recently, what do you mean? well, um, it's obvious that he's, going, he's gone through plastic surgery at the moment. Because just after Christmas, he went to a baseball game. And he had an incredibly puffy face. And that means that you've gone through some form of plastic surgery. If you look at actors like Harrison Ford, Sean Connery, and you type in what they look at like at 60, they look golden. They look absolutely brilliant. Oh, my God. But he 
because he's got those very fresh young boy looks. They're not aging at all well. Oh no. Tom Cruise at the baseball game. Very like he's been stung by a bee. It's calmed down now, the actual face, but it's not great. And you can tell in even the latest Mission Impossible trailer that, you know, he's not aging brilliantly. If you look at Rennie Zellweger three years ago, just before Bridget Jones 3, um, she had the same effect. The face really swells up. I don't know why they don't just stay in their mansion for a month. Let it let the swell sort itself out and go back out to the public. They own enough acres to hide in. But um, that is his I'm issue. I'm absolutely at the moment. fascinated by this baseball. I'm looking at Tom Cruise here, pre-face transformation. What a good-looking guy. I know. Well, I would say when he was interviewed recently at Cannes Forum and he was given the, the, uh, the Palm Door, um, he's really, he, he's definitely turned a corner recently with the, um, the age element. I would say Maverick, because Maverick obviously was shelved because of COVID. He looks great there. You know, he's on the, the precipice of um, wandering into being perhaps a bit too old. But I tell you, if you write in 60 years old for Paul Newman um, and uh, Harrison Ford's a good one. They, they ha- kind ha- of, um, it's like a <laughs> why, why am I writing this? Harrison Ford, Harrison 60, Ford's years, 60 old. years old. Um, what? And you're saying he licks the dog's balls? Yes, he, he's, he's aged perfectly. And Sean Connery does as well. Sean Connery's <laughs> lost all his hair. <laughs> Why are we looking at old, Why are we looking at old men? Looking at old men in their 60s. Because <laughs> I think if you've got that rugged rogue vibe, the older you get, yeah. the better it is. Because, I mean, Ford didn't find fame until 40. I know when I was typing it in on my own it in was, room, I was thinking, what am I doing? It was 40 in Star Wars. I think it was like 39. I think it was like 38 for Star 37, 38 for Star Wars. He was definitely 41 for Raiders of the Lost Ark. How often have you thought in your life, well, hang on a minute, Harrison Ford didn't find fame until 37. Oh, endlessly. I mean, I was living off Ricky Gervais, not finding fame until 40, 41 with The Office. <laughs> that kept me going forever. <laughs> Absolutely endlessly. I'm always looking for someone who finds um, fame at a late date. There was someone else recently um, who was in their 50s, and I just think, oh, there's still hope around the corner. The paparazzi have still got an opportunity to ruin my life. So anyway, the movie news is... The movie news is Tom Cruise is heading (laughs) to space. To film... Wow, okay. And it's something a lot of directors are aspiring to. If you Google it, Wes Anderson has even spoken about how he would actually orchestrate a film out in space. It's something a lot of them do talk about, a lot of the directors. It's something they're actually sort of aspiring to type of thing. I think Cruise, I mean, Cruise is, than the money, Cruise has got very good quality control in the sense that when you think about it, most of his films are, you know, okay, they're not always absolutely five out of five classics, but you'd yeah. really leave thinking, God, this is, you know, because there's some terrible films, you know, by, I don't know, Dwayne White or, or the, you know, or Vin Diesel and people like that. Cruz has got a good quality control. So I think he's saying that, you know, um, the space thing, something he thinks he can do, he just needs to get the right script. And it's definitely. Do you on think his I favor. need plastic surgery? I don't think you need plastic surgery at all. Your face is symmetrical, um, it's got a good leverage boot vibe to it. <laughs> do you think I look old? No, I think you're a, a, I do not think, I don't go old at all. I hesitated for a second there. But, you know, I think I... I don't think you look your age. How old do you think I look old going to vanity now? What you, tell me the truth, what do you 30s, think? 30s. 30s. 37. 44 looking at you, this big pale face of a blonde quiff is 
four decades and nearly a half. And it's been a very confusing trip. I've gone around in a lot of circles, dog chasing its tail. David Edwards Movie Review. Now I sent you, I did the old random movie generator and I, what movie did I send you to watch this week? Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge. Now, if I had been sent that, I would have just felt this dread that I had to sit down. How did you feel when you saw that title? Were you like, oh, for fuck's sake? I was kind of a bit open. First of all, I was like, oh, this ain't my slice of cake at the beginning. But Warner Brothers have now purchased Mortal Kombat. Recently, they bought Midway uh, Productions, which is the game company who created Mortal Kombat. David, can I just say I love how much you know about films? Well, I don't know. There's better people out there than me. No. Do you know what I mean? No, 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 no. There isn't. Carry on. I, I don't know about that, but uh, they put a lot of money into it, and they did a live-action version recently that went on their streaming service, HBO Max. And that wasn't appalling, and I sat through that. But this one now is an animated one, and it's very much for... The, oh, it's animated? This is animated, and it's for the die-hard fans. So when was it made? It was made... Um, I'm not the exact date, but it was about three or four years ago. It's very recent. And it's Mortal Kombat. It's Mortal Kombat, Scorpion's Revenge, and it goes back to the origins of the Mortal Kombat characters and the first, very first tournament. And it's very much for the niche diehard fans. The live action one's more for... Oh, is it a fighting tournament? Oh, yeah, gosh, yes. They all come together. Ooh, very nice. um, It's almost like that Bruce Lee um, Enter the Dragon vibe, but they come together on an island, which is very Enter the Dragon, and they've got to take part in a tournament, and it's got an otherworldly supernatural world realm that the other world beings are trying to take over the earth realm and the only way to stop them is through this tournament ultimately it's all based on a video game obviously so here's a clip of mortal combat scorpion what uh, revenge shinnok No, Shinnok is indisposed. Then go fetch him for me. If only I could. I am Quan Chi, in charge of this realm, until the Master's return. And who do I have to thank for ruining my rug? Hanzo Hasashi. Your reputation precedes you, Hanzo Hasashi. Welcome. Though, I'm not entirely sure how you made it here. What is it you want, Hanzo? To return home. To seek my revenge. Home? (laughs) You can't return home. You will do as I say, or I will flay you alive. So, David, what were your thoughts? Well... Did you enjoy it? I would say it was a... And, but uh, we've got to have a reviewing system, like five... What? Um, I would uh, I would say... What you... Choc ices? Yeah, choc ice. I love a choc ice. Okay, so what What did you... <laughs> I do... They've stopped making them, I think. I haven't had a choc ice for a while. Um, <laughs> it's food for thought. I don't, that's not a joke, food for thought. But you know what I mean? It's, it's something to consider. Um, <laughs> if you like... <laughs> Um, did you enjoy, did you enjoy it? I would say it was a mixed bag. There were some elements. I think artistically, it was not what I expected. I would say I um I sat down. My my um nephew was visiting, and um 
I thought it'd be an ideal thing for us to sit and watch because the, the guy who made it is well-known director. He's Andrew Spaulding, the actual guy who wrote it, uh, that directed it, Andrew Spaulding. And, um, or it's Alex, Alex Spaulding. He's a well-known director and he's well-known for doing things such as, for working in the Warner Brothers Animation Studio and working on Scooby-Doo, Thundercats reboots and Avatar, not the James Cameron series, but the big Nickelodeon animated show. So he's well known for doing that type of audience uh, element. And I started watching it and it opens with a Daffy the Duck um, sketch at the beginning. And I thought, I'm going to pause this. I'm going to watch it with my nephew and kill two birds with one stone. I was looking after Oh, him. was that a mistake? Massive mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely massive. Why? Why? Um, well, afterwards I Googled it and it's the first proper R-rated animated feature film. What's R-rated? That's 18 plus certificate in America. You can't get more than R-rated in America. They have the 17 it's something in America than R-rated. Yeah, it's R-rated? It's R-rated, yeah. It's, it's really, and it's an animation? It's an animation. And before they... How they, old's your nephew? My nephew is six. I, he didn't watch any more of it because um, they started swearing. Someone oh, called someone no. a bitch, then an arse, and they... they, they All dropped, right. Oh, no, All sorry, right. no, we don't want that on this podcast. Don't spread that vermin here. You're quite right. They started dropping F-bombs and chucking, uh, you know, S-H-I-T gas bombs. Yeah. Not see you next Tuesday, thank God. <laughs> S-H-I-T gas. gas bombs just polluting <laughs> the uh, environment. So I thought, this is a... I smelt a fish then. I thought, no, we'll stop this. And, right. Um, so when did you watch it? Uh, the, the next night I watched it. And um, when I was on my Was there own, a part of you, genuinely, where you're like... Is this just like homework or were you like, no, settle in? I think um, you start doing the research and you get go into a bit of a rabbit hole, don't you? It's like, oh, yeah, Warner Brothers have taken over it now, you know, and, and you start looking. Oh, I recognise the director's name. You know, the Thundercats reboot was um, was interesting. And the Avatar was very uh, impressive on Nickelodeon. Not, not the uh, James Cameron one. It was a Kung Fu one that M. Night Shyamalan turned into a live-action film that, that didn't do very well. So it kind of hooked me in. But no, I wouldn't have usually have sat down and watched the whole thing. Did um, you enjoy it? Did I enjoy it? I would say I enjoyed the first 20 minutes because the violence was just so engaging and electrifying. It, I've just never seen anything more violent in my life. It was just a case of, well, it's so, it's so obsessed by violence that in a lot of the violent situations where hands are smashed through chests and hearts are brought out, there's one chap who, who takes a heart out of someone's chest and then throws it to a tree of crows to, to, uh, to snack on. It's out of control. It's bonkers. It's a snack on. A snack on. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't even finish it. It's just left in in a hedge somewhere. It's just it's just I, mad. I'm imagining like a character in Star Wars called Snack on. Oh, I'm, I could totally wandering the dunes. What would he sound on. like? What would he sound like, David? Snack, snack on, snack on. That's badly done. I always start these with great confidence and gusto. It's like this is going to go places, and I trip up, unfortunately. But um, no, no, you didn't trip up. It's kind of you to say. I've got some dignity after that. So what didn't what didn't you like about the movie? Why didn't it grip you? Because you start off with Scorpion. He starts off with an interesting character arc because uh, Sub Zero has um, butchered his daughter and wife, um, and he he comes back and, with his daughter and comes back and finds him dead. And he then he visits a sorcerer who gives him the power to become Scorpion. 
um, and, and certain powers whereby his, his face turns into fire, like he's just had a, a, an accident with an oven or something. And then he can blow fire into people's faces. And it's like, okay, this is interesting, a revenge tale. But then it becomes too much fan service in the sense that you've got to introduce all the other characters in the Mortal Kombat. Oh, uh, and you, di you didn't care? No, so well, they didn't spend enough time with them, so there's not much jeopardy. You don't feel emotionally involved. And um, you, you're suddenly leaving Scorpion or Scorpio, and um, and uh, you lose your way. Where's it set? That's a, oh, modern day. It's set modern day because one of the characters... Where? Uh, Whereabouts? I'm not sure where the actual island is. I would imagine it's kind of like an um, Amazon kind of base island. David, you might be interested in this. I went looking for the uh, location of Enter the Dragon. Did you really? Oh, that is yeah. interesting. Wow. Yeah, and um, like then and now. And the, um, you know, the courts where they were training and fighting. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think they're all overgrown now. It's kind of jungle-fied. Wow. Yeah. And did you go there and look at it? I think only on the internet. Oh, on the internet. Oh, I thought you were yeah, yeah. impressed on the internet. And can you still work out, even though it's like overgrown? That is. It's too overgrown. The, the guys, the guy who's filming, says, "So down there is that," and you go, "Oh, I can't quite make out." But the, the, they show. He shows the bit um, where they arrive on the boat and get out and what and walk out, walk up to the island. Oh wow! Where they're kind of being chaperoned. So he goes down to that little bit, little part. And uh, have you heard my um, Enter the Dragon impression? No, what of Bruce Lee? No, uh, the guy, the black guy. Oh, who's a basketball player? Um, I'll take you and you. That works. I would, do you know what I mean? That's not me patronizing. Do you know what I mean? At all, that and, does actually. And also, work. I'm taking a walk in the moonlight, baby. That totally worked. Um, that is a basketball player who's in the LA Lakers, was in the 70s. Was it? Are you sure? Uh, that That's the basketball player. He was in the LA Lakers. That, that no, no. I know. who You're thinking of um, the, the other Bruce Lee film. Am I Am I thinking of the other one? So what basketball player was that one you just did an impression of? <laughs> he, wasn't a ba he wasn't a basketball player. Oh, right. Oh, for some reason, I thought it was a basketball no, player. No, you're thinking about the other Bruce Lee film. Th this guy who I just did an impression of. He's African-American, the, the chap you just did an impression of. It's Jim, Jim Kelly. It's called Jim Kelly. Actor Jim Kelly. Oh, right. Okay. American athlete, martial artist, and actor. You're thinking of Game of Death. I am thinking of Game of Death. Yeah. You are totally right. Absolutely. Yeah. The really lanky um, big guy. It had to be simple, really easy to access. So I'm just going to play you the actual scene from the... So I'll just do my impression again. Really? Yep. I'll take you and you. Okay. okay. Listen to the actual thing. I'll take you back. And you. And you. And you. <laughs> I, I think you've done it. I think you put. I've got to say though, I think you gave it more gusto. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like, can your impression be better than the person? I guess you're trying to just replicate what was there originally, but I think you added a lot more to it. I think. When I heard him, it was a case of, yes, you pulled it off, but he was slightly disappointing. I think you put a bit more into it. I've got another impression of him. Oh, yeah, okay. 
Ready? Yeah. Bullshit, Mr. Handman. Bullshit, Mr. Handman. Do you know what you could do in a brilliant element of be paid for Grand Theft Auto? You know you get random people who shout abuse at you on the streets in Grand Theft Auto. Right. That would work right. really well for that. I'll just play that scene. Here we go. Mr. Hyde, suddenly I like to leave your island. It is not possible. Bullshit, Mr. Handman. Yeah, you've got it. That you've definitely got the tone, the pitch, and the rhythm. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, no, it's something to put on the CV, isn't it? It's something to do. Yeah. Because I mean, not all yeah. projects and aspirations work out. We're both, we've we've pointed out we're both adults now. We're in our forties, and not all those pipe dreams come to fruition. But you've got that one in the bag. So, looking back at Mortal Kombat, what was the film again? Scorpion. Uh, Scorpion's Revenge. What would you rate it out of five? Chalk ices. Three chalk ices. Okay. That's not bad. Three out of five. Three out of five. Visually very... Um, um, and I will allow you to have half a chalk ice if, you know, you could do two and a half or three and a half. No, I, w I would basically say that um, visually very impressive. It was basically a Saturday morning cartoon for adults. Simple as that. The narrative was as complex and as engaging as a Saturday cartoon, which sometimes you want to just watch with some sugar puffs on the couch with the um, with just balls to the walls. Is it balls to the walls? Or have I just come up with that as a oh, balls to the wolves? Balls to the wolves action. <laughs> David Edwards movie tip. Okay. Um, movie tip. Definitely, Mid Mackelson. Have I got his name right there? You have to help me out there. Mids Mackelson Mickelson. He's a chap who plays Hannibal. I can never get his name right. In if I'm talking about him on public transport to a family member, I always trip up on his name. Mids Mids Mickelson Mickelson. Um, he plays Hannibal in the new TV series. He's the new villain in Indiana Jones Five. Mads Mickelson. Mads Mickelson. Um, he has done a film called Riders for Justice and uh, sorry, Riders of Justice. Riders of Justice is a Norwegian film and it is very, very good. It's definitely one plucking out if you're a fan of an international psychological thriller with some sprinkles of comedy. Okay, he, so you really do recommend I, Mads Mikkelsen? I definitely recommend this film and I recommend him as an actor as well. Um, so basically, is, is, is it exciting? Very exciting. It's almost got a um, uh, Dead Man's Shoes revenge vibe to it, but mixed Ooh. in with some comedy. Basically, he's a Gulf War soldier that's out in, um, well, the Gulf. Uh, where, well, where else would you be if it was a Gulf War? You wouldn't be being very helpful, would you, if you're anywhere else? So he's out do, uh, fighting the Gulf War, and um, while he's away, uh, the mother and daughter are obviously living in, um, in Norway when he's away, and they get on a train, and um, a man stands up on the train and says to the mother, please have a seat, you know, he's being a gentleman. The train explodes. Because the mother sat down, she's near one of the windows and dies, unfortunately. Are you ruining the film for us? No, that would be in the trailer. Oh, okay, okay. That would be in the trailer, that's not a spoiler, that is in the trailer, and that happens in the first 10 minutes. And then it's a question of, is there a conspiracy around why that train blew up? Was it an accident or did a gang do it? And through that, 
kill the wife. He comes back from the Gulf War and he's not happy. And he's Riders of justice. justice. Absolutely. He's so that's David Edwards' movie tip of the week. It really is. Please, please do tip away with that. David Edwards, random film generator. So, do you know what? We'll do it three times and you can you can choose. Oh, wonderful. Okay, that's exciting. Yeah. So, we got. I can choose a genre. I can choose the year. Okay. So you can actually you can choose it. What genre would you like? Um, genre- They've got to be different for each option. Okay. Um, out the blue genre, I will go for. Um, gosh, I don't know. You know, when someone asks, "What do you want to do first? Uh, so, action, adventure, animation, comedy, crime, documentary, drama, family, fantasy, history, horror, music, mystery, romance, science fiction, TV, movie, thriller, war, western, western, um, thriller. And years, uh, decades, um, nineties. The random film generator will begin. So you've got to basically say if you've seen it, right? Lost Highway, Lost Highway. Oh, David Lynch. Yeah, I've not seen that. No, I've never seen that. Wow. No. Okay, so that's one of the options. Now we'll do another one. Genre, please. Um, uh, family. Is that a genre? Yeah. People living together. Uh, in the house? Decade. Um, 80s. And let's generate the movie, please. Okay. The Secret of Nim. Yeah, I think I've heard of that. That's about a, a pond, isn't there? And it's like a... A, a, a widowed field mouse about. must move her family to escape a farmer's plough. It's almost a bit E.T., isn't it? They're visited by some kind of supernatural... Have you seen creature. it? ...creature. I have not seen Secret of Nib. Okay, so we'll do the third one. Genre, please. Uh, action. Uh, decade. Uh, new Millennium, the noughties. Let's generate the movie. The good, the bad, and the weird. Never heard of that one. Okay. So it's Lost Highway. It's the secret of Nim. Or the good, the bad, and the weird. What's so the I will now write. The weird about? This, is a, this is a great format. Isn't oh, it? yeah, loving it. 24 7. So I'm going to write them down. The good, the bad, and the weird. I've never um, heard of that in my life. So, I which movie are you going to pick? I, I've got, I've got, I've got them here. One, two, or three. I've jumbled them up. You choose. Two. Lost Highway. Oh goodness me! It's played him a favour. <laughs> so you're going to watch Lost Highway by David Lynch. That does fill me. I think that's why we're going to be a real uphill trek of avant-garde art cinema. Or it could be something quite appetising and interesting. He almost goes too far in one direction, doesn't it? It can just be lost in symbolic confusion. Or it could be something quite uh, engaging, like Blue Velvet. Or, or Razorhead, I was completely lost with. A, a, a woman dressed as a poodle singing opera. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for this week, David. Oh, thank you for having me. Very much enjoyed it. Massively so. I can't say more than that, more than that really. It's been an absolute treat. 
Like, everybody has, though. You know, it's lovely to sit around chatting about Tom Cruise and spaceships. It is, isn't it? It is. This is. I think it's the, my favourite ever podcast. Oh, I hope now, so. Uh, so now we've got our sort of little format. That's what you need, isn't it? Oh, right. Yeah. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next week. Take care until then. Cheers, David. Au revoir. See you later. <laughs>